Hi, everybody. Welcome to another exciting episode of Tech Money Talks. I'm your host, Brian McCumber, and today we have a very special episode. Today's episode is related to a thought leadership topic called Bridging the Middle Skills Gap with Veterans. And I'm really excited to let you know that we have an amazing person that's going to be a guest on the Tech Money Talks show. I want to introduce you to Rob Kent. Rob is an innovator and growth leader in the greater Los Angeles area, accelerating startups to success. He has a 20-year career that spans from the military to Fortune 500 companies and startups. He's a co-founder of two companies, one in biotech related to stem cell innovation called Denova Life Sciences. The second is a new electric vehicle charging platform that incorporates peer-to-peer sharing artificial intelligence, which is AI, and Internet of Things, which is IoT. Prior to his business success, Rob was a surface warfare officer in the U.S. Navy where he directed missions in Asia, the Middle East, the Caribbean, and South America. He excels in building and leading innovation teams, and Rob has been giving back by working with veterans, helping them transition from the military to careers and starting their own business. So I'm very honored to welcome Rob to the show. Rob, how's it going? Great, Brian. It's good to be here. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, I'm really excited to have you, and uh, I think this is going to be a great episode. Um, I feel like we may be speaking to two audiences, which makes sense, because we're talking about bridging the gap, which means we're addressing two groups, one of them being companies that need talented technology resources, and then the second audience being veterans, where they have the ability and the talent, but they uh, but they may just need some guidance and direction uh, to connect with the companies uh, to kind of make that connection there. Um, so before we dive into the details, uh, let me ask, why are you passionate about this topic? Well, Brian, I mean, all veterans, you know, we're advocates for other veterans. You know, that's how we work. We're like a large fraternity. So, you know, on one hand, I see this growing skills gap in both, you know, not only the tech sector, but in high tech manufacturing, too. And on the other hand, I see that, you know, the statistics show that post 9-11 veterans have a higher unemployment rate than their peers. So, you know, it's really hard not to stand up and scream at the hiring managers and recruiters and say, you know, how do we bridge this gap? You know, there's got to be a way to get there. Yeah. 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 No, I hear that for sure. And uh, that even leads to my other question. I know we're going to answer it further in the show, but why do you think uh, veterans make good candidates? No, I, I think just overall, you know, Brian, veterans, they're they're ready-made workers for any industry and especially the tech industry, you know. Veterans, you know, they're not specifically IT experts by education, but they frequently use high-tech equipment and software for communications, navigation, battlefield coordination. And beyond that, you know, they're constantly immersed in this ever-changing world of new technology being put in front of them. They have new missions, new locations, new cultures they're dealing with. And they come into any company, they're loaded with a mountain of intangibles that are vital for any business. You know, they have high drive. Motivation, work ethic, you know, a sense of urgency, accountability, very good at conflict resolution. And, you know, with some very little small bit of industry-specific training, you know, these soldiers, sailors, airmen, they quickly adapt and they make meaningful impact in companies. Oh, yeah. I mean, I could totally see that. And 
I mean, it, it almost makes me think like, you know, why don't companies, you know, you know, invest more in, in wanting to get veterans to, to work mm-hmm. for them? Because, I mean, I think they take on so much responsibility. They've proved themselves at so many different levels. Um, I mean, I, I could see that in so many ways that, uh, yeah, I totally hear what you're saying. So l- let's actually take a, a step back because I want to, I want uh, to, you know, you achieved so much in your career and I want people to relate to you. So maybe we could take a step back and if you could tell us, you know, your story about how, about your service in the military and how you transitioned into a su- successful career and, and business. Sure. And I'll try to keep this short. Um, so, um, so I, I spent seven years in the Navy as a surface warfare officer, graduated from the Naval Academy. And when I went into the Navy, I was on board warships. And, you know, my background and responsibility in the Navy spanned from emergency response, firefighting, weapons, intelligence gathering, anti-terrorism, you know, a constant, broadly wow. changing uh, environment. So, uh, and that was kind of the theme, you know, throughout a, you know, relatively short seven-year career in the Navy, um, three different commands, three different theaters of operation, three different mission objectives, and that common theme was I had to rapidly absorb information um, and be effective with it. Um, so along those lines, you know, in me, like most veterans, I had to learn capabilities of different aircraft, weapon systems, communication systems, and then turn around and use those effectively. So, and um, also in my career, I had a you know, the great opportunity to lead, mentor, and learn from some amazing sailor, airmen, and Marines um, in the process. Um, And then, you know, after seven years, I decided to get out and make the leap to the private sector, which was extremely exciting, but but a very daunting experience, you know. So um, in doing that, I was fortunate to have some great mentorship in my transition process. And it didn't really come from the Navy, but it came from the private sector. I worked with two recruiting firms that really specialized in transitioning junior officers into the private sector. Uh, and and oh, with wow. that, you know, they, yeah, they offered uh, training on, you know, interviews, resume, you know, how to kind of select the roles you wanted and chart your course. And the advice I got was really great. And I, I still give it to veterans, you know, to this day. And what they told me was they said, you know, take your experience and boil it down to the base elements, right? So, in the military, you manage you manage people, you manage projects, schedules, you know, equipments and budgets, and you become pretty good at it. And really, in most jobs, that's essentially what they are. You're either managing people, projects, schedules, equipments, or budgets. You know, so it's not as different, wow. you know, as you think on the surface. Um, you know, that, that's that's the core nature of what you do. So, <clears throat> me personally, I felt a very natural transition into high tech manufacturing, and I got my first job as a production supervisor for a Fortune 500 medical device company. And I had a lot to learn, you know, and, and unfortunately, the company uh, invested in uh, getting new supervisors like me trained in lean manufacturing. And so, um, like most new skills in the military, you know, I absorbed it quickly and took on a leadership role in deploying lean manufacturing within the company. And it was a large company, had a lot of opportunity to move up, and I, I took advantage of those opportunities. You know, I I took my skills eventually and moved to smaller and smaller ventures, and I really gravitated to early growth stage companies and was eventually CEO of a growth stage company by the age of 40. So I've had a, I've had a very fun wow. career, very fast pace. Um, and as you mentioned, today I'm, I'm fortunate to be co-founders of two very amazing companies, Sonova Life Sciences, which is, you know, bringing breakthrough technology to stem cells, and uh, Power Here also, which is really going to change the way that uh, electric vehicle uh, drivers find and reserve charging. 
yeah, both of them sound very innovative. And and even to step in there, I actually wanted to touch a little bit more on what what you mentioned, like those those five things, like that focus on people, projects, budgets, and what was what was the others? Yeah, I mean it's uh people, projects, budgets, equipment, schedules. That's that's essentially what the military is, and that's what most companies are. Um, so so the the veterans really transition naturally because they have a lot of core ability um, along those lines. It, it comes natural in managing those things. Wow. Yeah, that's really good. Mm-hmm. I think that right there is like definitely a good takeaway because it, um, like, do you think like, you know, veterans, they could relate, you know, you know, to that statement that you're doing one of these five things. Yeah. And I think, I think it takes a, it, it makes it less daunting. You know, it kind of takes that, that fear away where, you know, I, it feels like this major transition and I'm doing something completely different, but at the end of the day, you're not, you're, you're, you're dealing with people. Um, you're making sure things happen on time. Um, you're, 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 you're deconflicting things and you're making sure equipment stays up. And it, you know, when you kind of look back on your military career, it's kind of what you've been doing the entire time. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's a really awesome tip. I, I like that. That's a great takeaway. And yeah. uh, so with that, were there any other lessons learned that you think would be helpful to veterans looking to make that transition. Yeah, well, when it comes to lesson learners, like two things really stick out. You know, um, one, um, it seems simple and silly, but one is to smile. You know, <laughs> the military really programs you to have this lack of emotion and, and that it's a strong thing, but in the private sector, it makes you look a little weird. So, um, one thing I would tell veterans, it's okay to show some emotion, smile during the presentation, the interview process. Um, it's, it's not a briefing, um, in the traditional sense. And the other is probably more tangible advice for veterans getting out, I would say, is um, I would really advise you to, you know, it's it's a little bit easier transition when you seek out large companies for that first job, Um, you know, in particular companies that are actively seeking out veterans as part of their strategy. So, you know, starting with a big company, you're going to learn a lot. You're going to get exposed to a lot quickly. You'll see um, some really good best practices, some leading edge initiatives and you know, very quickly, I would say within a year or two, you can make the choice to either, you know, kind of thrive and stay there or, you know, take what you've learned and migrate, you know, like I did to smaller firms or, you know, even join a startup. Um, but I think the larger companies have the bigger training engine and apprenticeship programs and, you know, can really accelerate your learning quickly. True, true. Yeah, no, that's a really good point because, yeah, I mean, there is a difference. And, you know, maybe some people, you know, may aspire to like the whole uh scene of, of the startup but you know you can really learn the fundamentals with with a large company so that that's a really good tip there related to like transitioning when i talk within tech money talks like my top three like technology roles that that i, I refer people to actually get their foot in the door as they're making a transition into a technology career i've talked about like quality assurance as they're called like qa tester the DevOps cloud engineer or business analyst, what top job roles do you think veterans could transition into? You know, I almost hate to narrow it down because I really think it could be anything, you know, and despite what most people may think, you know, with very little training, I mean, veterans are even demonstrating they can fill roles in complex software engineering, you know, and programming roles. But, you know, from my firsthand knowledge, you know, I've, I've seen, you know, I, I, I know a woman who's a drill instructor and she runs her own. She she went to a career in IT and now she runs her own successful IT and cybersecurity business. Um, I've seen an air traffic controller, you know, become a great technical and customer account manager, you know, and he manages uh, countless of uh, 
you know, fiber optic installs and, um, and, and runs his own company. Um, so, uh, and, and I've seen like, you know, countless veterans make the transition into engineering and project management roles successfully as well, uh, which seems to be very, yeah. very easy transitions. But, you know, my goal in general, you know, I would like to get veterans and hiring managers alike, you know, kind of out of this darkness of specific job experience, you know, and into the light of just looking at relevant skills. I mean, you're never going to get well-rounded and successful teams when you only hire people that have three to five experience in your industry. I mean, to me, that's how you go take your company full speed into a rut. You know, you need a balance of people with different <laughs> and diverse experiences. And, and veterans yeah. are just a really easy way to deliver that for you. No, I understand what you're saying where, I mean, you can't just say they could only do these because really they could accomplish any of the job roles that are available out there. And there's multitudes uh, that are available, um, which is awesome. So, um, with that, um, do you have any recommended uh, resources? I remember you mentioned about, you know, uh, telling your story, and I want to thank you for sharing your story there, um, that, you know, you had gone through a uh, uh, that recruiting firm that specialized working with veterans. Are there any resources like that that you would recommend to veterans and job seekers? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, really, you know, look out at the recruiters or headhunters that specialize in placing veterans um, and helping companies find spots for veterans. Uh, two, I'll mention some of the largest are uh, Lucas Group and Orion. Um, they're um, they're they're the pretty large ones, but there are, there are a lot of them out there. Um, you know, um, so make those connections early. The veterans, they also have resources like the USO. I mean, the USO can, they do job search, they do resume writing workshops. Take advantage of those because they're free um, and easily available before you get out, you know, to kind of prime you. Um, another thing I would recommend that people do is, you know, just get online and educate yourself as much as you can. There's so much information out there, you know. Find and follow companies that interest you, you know. Look at roles that interest you, you know. You know, if you want to learn coding, get a jump on that, you know, before you get out. There, there are lots of ways to, you know, get out and enroll in an online course and get a leg up so you can kind of fight that experience curve that most of the hiring managers are going to throw in your face when you try to make the transition. Um, and also, I mean, one really easy thing to do for everyone, get a LinkedIn profile, you know, even though you're in the military, get a LinkedIn profile, you know, start connecting with yeah, other veterans. Good point. We are always, we're really happy to give advice, make introductions, you know, the more coffees you have, people you meet, you know, the more you're going to learn about, and get a feel for what you want to do, and you're going to find the right people to help you get there. Oh, wow, man. Yeah, those are all great tips and resources. And, uh, and then just to make a note, we'll... Well, I'll be sure to, uh, after this, we will include the uh, links to the resources in, in the show notes and we'll kind of expand on, on what you just mentioned there because all of that was like really good. So we'll make sure that that's available uh, to the audience listening. Um, great. That's great. Yeah, thanks, Rob. So with that, l let's take a moment. Now let's maybe speak to the, the companies that, that should be paying attention, uh, looking to hire veterans. I mean, I know that like the larger, like you mentioned, the larger companies uh, have been doing that. Um, but I would say even, you know, mid-sized companies and, you know, potentially even, you know, startups should, should be considering that as well. Um, what are your thoughts on that subject? Well, yeah, you're making a good point. I mean, for um, because of the skills gap out there, there are currently, a, like I think estimates show about half a million open computing jobs nationwide. 
you know, and you do see the larger companies stepping up. I mean, Amazon came out in 2016. They set a goal of hiring 25,000 veterans and military spouses and training 10,000 of them in cloud computing skills through his apprenticeship programs. Um, Google.org is partnering with the USO now to provide career training and instructional support to thousands of transitioning veterans. Um, Another great example I've seen, you know, outside the Giants, there's a cybersecurity company called Proficio. Uh, they're founded in 2010. They actually moved their company down to the San Diego area so they can more easily recruit military talent, you know, coming out of Camp Pendleton and the Naval Air Station there. And about 38% of their employees are veterans, you know. So I really wow. think to get on the bandwagon and do this, you know, that that CEOs they're they're going to have to push this down to the lower levels, you know, because I think it's just so easy for the hiring managers and recruiters to stay. I mean, I'm, I call it lazy, but you know, you get these thousands of resumes for jobs, and it's super easy to filter them by just saying, "Do you have industry experience?" And you know, you kick out a bunch of good veterans, you know, a bunch of good talent that could help your company. Um, so you're going to have to really hold hiring managers accountable to hire veterans if you want to do this. Um, and you're also going to have to have good processes in place to bring in a veteran and get them some good hands-on training um, so they can learn the skills they need within a month or two and then kind of get off and running and bring those other intangibles. I totally hear that, and, and I see that way too often. And it's kind of like, you know, how, how can they how, – how can, like, the – recruiting process and the hiring managers is like they seem to be stuck in like these old habits of what we would call like template recruiting where they just kind of look at you know we need somebody with you know three to four years experience you know looking for this and um, but really I mean I think they might be missing like really good candidates um, mm -hmm. that are available and um, and you know, they should, you know, be a little bit more flexible or just kind of like modernize uh, the way things are, are going today. Um, yeah, so I totally, I totally uh, understand what you're saying there. Um, with that, I mean, what are some, maybe we could uh, even give them some, give them, meaning uh, the companies or hiring managers, uh, what are some reasons why they should hire veterans? What, what makes veterans good candidates? Well, I think there's several things that make you know, veterans are uh, really good candidates, you know, and I, I talk about those as like uh, they're, you know, kind of, you know, they have this broad level of experience, you know, they, they come in with all of these intangibles. Um, and, you know, when they, when, when you, when you get them on your, your team, it's, um, you know, they'll, they'll, they learn very, very quickly. Um, so you're, so you're not only getting, you know, you know, you're, you're getting people that in a young four year career have probably seen, you know, eight to 10 years worth of experience, you know, been immersed in different cultures, um, you know, had to, you know, accomplish crazy missions. Um, and, and a lot of the time, especially for the tech sector, you know, these folks have worked on very, very technical equipment and they have that experience. But, you know, the one thing that really sticks out too that we probably haven't talked about is, you know, when, you know, a lot of veterans have worked on equipment and it's been very, very high stakes, very, very high dollars. Let's take, for example, someone who's been working on a fighter jet, right? You know, the operating budget and cost of that fighter jet probably dwarfs most small tech companies, you know, in terms of total value. <laughs> Um, yeah. you know, and, you know, and if they, they can't really misstep because when they misstep, you know, they're not blowing a launch deadline. They're not losing a customer. You know, the, the plane could crash, you know, lives could be lost. So the stakes are very high. And when you spend, a, you know, the, the, 
balance of your young career in that kind of you know, accountable environment, you never really lose that. And that kind of translates to everything yeah. you do, you know, in the way you hold yourself and the way you work. So, you know, to me, it's just wow. those mountain of intangibles you don't get. And how easy is it to yeah. train someone on your industry, you know, in the specific transactional stuff that, you know, people do day to day in your company. That's about, you know, at tops, that's a three to six month, you know, investment into a person that could give you years of, you know, this kind of, you know, just general experience about impact. You. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Oh, totally. No, that's a really great point. And, and yeah, I'm glad that you mentioned that for sure. That's, uh, so, so with that, um, and, and it was really awesome that you talked about, you know, the companies that are being proactive, like Google and, and even that cybersecurity company, because, um, even with that, I mean, that's a huge uh, space, high demand for the, for the, um, you know, companies are looking for people, but uh, I think that's a great transition point um, as far as a job role. But how can other companies uh, jump onto the bandwagon? Well, I think first, you know, it's um, like I said, you've got to make it a priority, um, you know, and, and when you make the leap, it's it's good not to just go it yourself. Um, I would say, first of all, you know, look at look at the roles you have. There, there are probably some roles where you can say, okay, you know, the next time we hire this role or hire this type of position, we're going to go out and seek a veteran candidate. And when you do it, you know, start by reaching out to an experienced recruiting firm. You know, like I mentioned, uh, Lucas and Orion are some of the largest. And what they're going to help you do is identify the best roles and help bring you veterans with the best chance of transitioning well. I mean, they know the military landscape, and that's very helpful in identifying those relative skills for you. Um, and it's also helpful when you do this and make this investment to include veterans in some of your management and leadership roles um, so they can help mentor the new hires, you know, because at veterans, we we tend to do that. You don't even have to make it a policy. But, you know, if I'm a veteran manager, supervisor, leader, and then veterans hired, you know, we're automatically going to kind of gravitate and shepherd and help each other out. No, great point for sure. No, no, I appreciate your time, Rob. And then I think we're coming close to the end end of the show. So uh, I wanted to, to, to ask, cause you've accomplished so much and I'm, and I'm curious too, uh, what would you recommend as a great book to read that that's really made an impact in, in your business and career? Man, I'll tell you probably the biggest impact the book had for me for transitioning was a book called, um, put your best fit forward by, uh, Joe Allen Demetrius and, uh, Mark Mozzarella. And, um, wow. they originally wrote a book that was a little more popular. It was, the book was called reading people. And it was this great book about how they could look at any person, you know, like through, it was about jury selection based on the way you held yourself, your posture, they would, they would read people and, you know, and, uh, make jury selections. But this book, it, it flips the perspective. And what it does is it trains you, on how to manage yourself and make people read you and manage first impressions. I think it's uh it was it was an amazing book for me to the help me ace the interview process because a lot of interviews are the decisions are made in the first 15 seconds. Um the, the brain kind of works wow. that way. And it's a very yeah. it's a very fascinating book. It's very science based on how the brain packages info and makes decision. Uh but I think it's extremely helpful in not only the interview process but I still use a lot of the um a lot of the information today. <laughs> wow, man, that sounds really good. And I knew you'd throw out a gem there because I was like, man, I bet he's read some that I, I have not, but I'm going to pick that up and uh, put yeah, it sure. forward. And, okay, cool. Yeah, I'm going to pick that up and we'll put it in the show notes for the audience. Um, that's really good. So uh, before we end, what's a, uh, what's the best way for people to 
to follow you or the best way to follow uh, find you online? So uh best way to find me online is on Twitter and LinkedIn, and the handle is robkent97. Um, you can either reach out and comment or direct message me on either platform. Cool. Well, thanks, Rob. Man, I really appreciate it. I think this was a great uh, conversation and, and something that, uh, you know, that would be helpful even to like, you know, the job seekers, people that are looking to make a transition uh, into an awesome career. And then also, I think it's insightful to, uh, you know, the hiring managers and the companies that should be taking another look if they're not already looking at at veterans for all those intangible qualities, you know, that you mentioned. Um, you know, it makes me wonder, you know, why aren't they, you know, they should be going to them first, I would think, uh, uh-huh. you know, with all those intangibles. So, I mean, I think uh, this is really great. And I, I really appreciate the, the tips that, that you threw out there today, Rob. Um, but with that, do you think it's okay, like maybe down the road, you know, we touch base and maybe even follow up with you uh, in another episode? Yeah, absolutely, Brian. I'd love to. That'd be great. Well, thanks again, Rob. I really appreciate it. That's a wrap. We'll end the show here. I really appreciate your time. All right, Brian. So I want to thank you for listening to this episode of Tech Money Talks. I hope everything was helpful and thought-provoking and somewhat entertaining. If you want to learn more about this topic, please let me know so I know what to focus on in future episodes. My goal is to teach people how to make money with the opportunities that technology can bring. And if you like this episode, please show your support by subscribing, leaving an awesome review. And in the meantime, you can follow me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. My tag name is Tech Money Talks. Thanks again. I'll talk to you in the next episode. Peace.